All right, who's somebody says, let's say together, our Father? In the name of your Son, Jesus, we receive revelation that is found in Christ alone. There is no contradictions. There is no confusions in this atmosphere. We believe and we receive insight, clarity, accuracy in your word. Your name alone is glorified and we are edified. Amen! Not sound like a meaning. Oh, your, your common sense is still... <laughs> Alright, renewing the mind. John 21, verse 15. John 21, verse 15. John 21, verse 15. He says, so when they had dined, Jesus said unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, loveth thou me more than this? And he said unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he said unto him, feed my lambs. And he said again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he said, Yea, Lord, thou knowest I love thee. And he said, Feed my sheep. In verse 17, and he said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. I love thee. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. So that shows, like I told us, that that word feed there is the word bosco and it implies that the works of it, it implies the works of an headsman, a responsibility to nurture and provide pasture for the flock. So that shows that the work of a pastor, the work of a leader, is to nurture the believer, is to provide pasture, is to make sure that people are growing. So Jesus had that emphasis three times to show us the work that we ought to do. So for the believer's mind to be properly renewed, he has to be, he has to be seated on a well, uh, well-grounded, let's say a pastor, let me say a pastor who can properly train him. Are you getting what I'm saying? A who can properly help him to mature. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it will help him. It will help him to have proper oversight. And we said in Hebrews 13 verse 20 that Jesus was the great shepherd of the sheep. Jesus was the great shepherd. So that shows Jesus also nurtured them. Jesus provided care. Jesus taught, you know. Jesus had all of those things he did for them. Without wasting more time, we said last week that a believer has to grow up. First Peter 2.2, 2, which says, as, new babe, as newborn babes desire the sincere make of the world, that he may grow thereby. So they could not, so one thing about a believer is that babes need to grow up in Christ. When you get born again, you need to grow up in Christ. And they are to tarry on what Christ has done. So that shows a believer needs to feed on the truth of God's word till his mind is renewed. Lives are changed, lives are transformed. But you see, a lot of people like to, a lot of people like a feel-good service. I think I explained this last week. A lot of people like feel-good service. Let me just sit in church, have a good time. Oh, ooh, they will not say, shut. Let's just quickly share the word of God briefly. Ah, so what were we doing from, I've been to churches that they've been, they, they start service at 7 and end at 12 and the pastor said, let me quickly share the word briefly. And he shared the word for 15 minutes. And I'm wondering, so why were we in service for since several? So many activities. 
children choreography, children drama, youth praise and worship, youth special ministration, choir special number, choir dance, praise, there's a praise dance, there is a, they also watch video, they watch video, they will do all of those things, they will sing and dance away, imagine 45 minutes praise and worship, so you will sing and dance away your sorrow, special thanksgiving, they will now call one family, since the family of Ogu, Ogu, Betiku, the Betiku families, we are calling the Betiku families for their special Thanksgiving. They will dance and dance and dance and dance. We are calling the family of Ayeni to come and do their baby dedication. They will not do, they will not dance again. Do baby dedication. Do all of those things. We are calling this car dedication. They will do car dedication. Car that you do not buy tear rubber. <laughs> you do not, you don't understand. You don't understand what I just said. I don't think it. Go and think about it. <laughs> I remember one. <laughs> I remember one day somebody bought a car. I said, Pastor, come and pray. I said, Ah. Well, when did you buy the car? I said, Craigslist. I said, Ah. <laughs> and I should dedicate a car that's all that has driven before. <laughs> As all to who? I think even if you want to dedicate something, you let it be new. <laughs> I, I just said, okay. So I said, say, take the oil, take the oil. And the person said, that's it. <laughs> this is what we, we, we are so, all of us are so, we are so very, we are so very spiritual. Oh, what's the word? We are so very superstitious. Very superstitious. Say, this family just bought a, a, a Sienna as well. Their family is growing. So let's do a car dedication. So they will now put the car on the screen. Brethren, look at what the Lord has done. They will dance. They will dance. Oh Lord, oh Lord, I will go at the way salute. Oh Lord, I will They will dance and dance. I say, Brethren, stretch your hands towards the car as I go to the to the, to the, to the, me and the family will go to the, to the outside, so they will take a bottle of oil, the bottle of oil is always at the booby there, so they will take the bottle of oil, and they will rather sprinkle it, and say, so they will wash it, all the church will wash it on the video, I dedicate this car in the name of the father, and of the son, and sometimes, you know, there was one person that came again to dedicate the car, the car was a new car, and I said, have you finished paying the car? He said, no, ah, and you want us to dedicate it? <laughs> you know, you don't finish, you collected the car $2,000 or $10,000. And you still have about $50,000 to pay, and you are dedicated. You're not even scared. <laughs> you're not even scared. <laughs> so they will do all of those activities. They will do those activities so much. They will not tell you, brethren, let's quickly hear the word. Our time is gone. Our time is gone. Let's just hear the word. So the pastor will be preaching like his, his rapture is coming. So, brethren, this is that. Hallelujah. You're, you're blessed today. Amen. All right, let's give our tithes and offering. They don't forget that one. <laughs> even, I, even me, I, don't, I can't forget. Who <laughs> will forget the offering? How will we pay your strength? <laughs> no preacher can forget that one. <laughs> 
Don't preach. I forget. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So you will see all of those frivolities. And a lot of people say, that's how I ask one person. Walk me through what you did in service today. The person said, giving me the list. The person said, it was so glorious. I said, what was glorious in this? You were dancing, it was glorious. Okay, you would do choir jam, choir drama presentation, it was glorious. You would do, even Sunday school was like, that's how somebody, I was preaching Sunday school one day. This woman had the audacity because she was a pastor. He said, even me, I don't read my Bible. People will remember that. <laughs> ah. And the whole, and the whole church too said, wow. You know? <laughs> you see? We are, in, we are in perilous times, so <laughs> Jesus is about to come. <laughs> I was this on the school. This is the person who said, I don't believe what he said. I said, why? He said, even me as a pastor, I don't, read, I don't have to read my Bible always. And you have the audacity to say as a pastor, you don't read your Bible. So what do you want? What, what was your business on the pulpit? Ah, are you getting what I'm saying? What's your business on the pulpit? You don't read this. Always. You don't study God's word always. What do you, what's now? <laughs> why did they give you, why, why did they, whoever ordained you pastor was made a mistake. They did not vet you very well. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you see a lot of believers. That's what they enjoy. So you see, they will come to a place like this, they will say, ah, we are just teaching, 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 teaching. Ah, he, we don't pray. The next is, Lift your hands and worship the name of the Lord. <laughs> just bless it. We don't see two songs. All right, sit down with somebody here. Let's say this together. <laughs> then they will teach, 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 teach. <laughs> and then they finish this, they all collect their offering. And say, we sing another song again. We're just good night. It's boring. Do you know the reason why it's boring? Because you're, you have not fed on your right diet. Hallelujah. The word of God should be your food. That's the food. That's the meal of the believer. It says as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the world, that they may grow thereby. You can't grow without the word. You can't. How do you want to grow without God's word? It's not possible. It's not possible. So a lot of people are feeding on wrong diet. A lot of people are feeding on wrong diet. So, the believer needs to see himself in what Christ has done for him. He needs to recognize his new status. So, the diet of the believer is what he is exposed to. The believer must feed on the word. In Acts 20 verse 32, he says, Now I commend you, I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. Acts 20 32. Since I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among the sanctified. The sanctified. Ephesians 15 verse 20 is this, but ye have not so learned Christ. You have not so learned Christ. First Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes, desire the sincere make of the world, that they may grow thereby. Second Peter 3, 18, is this, but grow in the knowledge. It says, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you've got to grow in the knowledge. Hallelujah. You've got to grow. So a believer must grow. Tell your neighbor, say a believer must grow. So you must grow. You must. Because that's your right food. 
Sometimes I find myself studying hours upon hours upon that I'm even telling myself God, that I remember, I remember myself when I started having a headache. You know, some people say, I'm just enjoying the world, drinking tea, having a good time. When me, I'm studying, I, <laughs> me, I'm having a headache. But some people are having a good time. Because this thing is study. It's, it's work. It's labor. It's toiling. It's a study to show yourself approved. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So there is a rightly divide, and I explained to you that rightly dividing the word of truth is from the word ototomio, and it's, it's from the Greek word, it's from the Greek word ototomio, hothos and temo, that is to divide straight. You cut it straightly, properly. That is when you are teaching God's word, it is coming accurately. But how is that going to happen? A function of a well-taught Bible study. It says a workman. That needed not to be ashamed. Rightly divide the word, rightly divided the word of truth. Study to show yourself approved. So a believer has to study the word, has to give himself to the teaching of God's word. Amen. Because that is how his mind will be renewed. So we said in renewing the mind, we looked at the Egypt narration. Uh, I think we've, 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 I think we've explained the um, sprinkling of. Our heart, the born again thing from Ezekiel 36. I think we've done that. Where it says, you sprinkle, uh, I'll, I'll put a new spirit in your heart. Uh, we, we, we've done the um, Egypt narrative where it says they came out of Egypt, right? And it seemed like Egypt did not leave them. So let's continue on that tangent. Look at in Hebrews 3 verse 8. Hebrews 3 verse 8. Hebrews 3 verse 8. Are you learning something tonight? Hebrews 3 verse 8. It says, Adding not your heart, as is in the day of provocation, as in the day of provocation, adding not your heart, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your father tempted me and saw my works 40 years. Look at what it says in verse 12. Thick it, brethren, lest there be any of you with an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. You see in verse 19, it says, So we see they could not enter into his rest because of unbelief. So we said last week, we said that in Exodus 32 verse 1, they made a graven image, right? I don't know if you remember that. We said they made a graven image. They, uh, they started worshipping other gods. They started worshipping idols. And that's because... Moses went up and couldn't come down, and they were persuaded in the heart that they started worshiping other things. So that shows it is possible for the believer in Christ to still conduct his life after the flesh. So you are born again, though. you have separated from darkness into light, though, but you can still be living like somebody that is not born again. Why? Because you have not renewed your mind with God's word. Because you are not growing. That's why I say this. Many practices we do in church today is a function of our renewed mind. And I, I, I keep saying this. There's something I want to teach probably next year, knowing God beyond superstition. Where do you think people get that idea of when they want to collect their money, they will squeeze it. Don't let, don't, don't let, me, don't let, your, don't let me see it. <laughs> I don't want anybody to see what I'm giving. It got it from our, from my idol worship. And they brought it to church. The idol worshiper, if you go to all those idol worshippers, hey, 
drop the money there. Don't let your second hand see it too. Put the money like this. I don't even want to see it for the gods. They brought it to church. What's that? We brought a whole lot of practices. That even the way some, some, practices, some people will first, they will first worship God. The, the, the pattern of prayer, they will thank God. Lord, we thank you. How, how, look at something. You first thank God, then you have to ask for forgiveness of sins. Don't you also ask for forgiveness of sins first? Say, Father, we worship you, Lord, we bless you. Lord, is there anything that we sin, sin that we know? Sin, they will not say, they will not start praying. Why, why did you not ask for the forgiveness before the worship? <laughs> Who told you that you should just worship him like that? I think that so, do you know the reason why they do it? It's because they don't know. Their minds are not renewed with God's word. So they just do anything. So you still see some Christians say you you will be you will be talking to some Christians and they will be talking to you and you wondering is this one get born again at all? Just like just like how we say this, just imagine. How many of you have heard some born again Christians tell you I'm still a sinner? Do you know why they are saying that? Because they've not learned God's word. They have not renewed their mind with God's word to see that they are the righteousness of God in Christ. And the fact that they, if they keep seeing themselves as sinners, they will never live right. That's the truth. You will never live right if you keep seeing yourself as a sinner. Because it is as you, it's what you say to yourself, that's who you are. But the word already says you are the righteousness of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. It says, he that knew no sin became sin so that he, we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Some people don't believe their salvation is internal. They believe they can still lose their salvation. The reason why they believe those things is just because they have not renewed their mind. So it's possible that you, a believer can be born again now and still be living in the flesh. It's possible that a believer can be 100% born again and still be living 100% like a sinner. Lying, stealing, doing everything like a sinner and is born again. What change, what makes the difference? Renewing the mind. Hallelujah. Renewing the mind. So, look at the instance Paul made in, in 1 Corinthians. Let me explain Corinthians church for you. Corinthian church were like the baddest church. <laughs> the, the problem church. Look at in 1 Corinthians 3. Paul wrote an admonition for them. <clears throat> it was a figure of speech anyway. And an oxymoron because he called them carnal. A believer actually can't be called carnal. He can't. I said we progress the study of the canal thing later. When we will study that foolishness, we will progress that canal thing later. But a believer can't be called canal, so it's an oxymoron. But look at what he says. Hey, brethren, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto canal, even as unto baby in Christ. So it's an oxymoron. He was calling them canal. He now called them even as unto babes in Christ. Now look at why 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 couldn't he do it? Ah. They had the, the diverse issues. When I say diverse, diversity of issues. <laughs> Diaresis of issues. <laughs> they have a lot. They were dealing with baptism of water, strife, envy, division, incest, judging other believers, married, food over to either, submission to husband, covering your head, all in the same bush. <laughs> all in the same in the same church. Division. Am I of Apollos? Am I of this? Amount of scaffers. Follow me. Just follow me. <laughs> this, is the, this is the letter of Apostle. Follow me as I follow Christ. The amount of Apollos. Amount of this. 
So the different teachers, they were listening to different pastors. Who is my pastor? Who is not my pastor? Who should I follow? <laughs> me. They were dealing with division, envy. People were, in fact, in this same church, somebody slept with his father's wife. Are you seeing the kind of problem they were dealing with? And they were believers who, in church. They were fighting about only communion. Give me the food. Give me the food. Give me the food. Ah, Paul said, have you not have houses where you can, <laughs> where you can go about your food? This, this is a, I mean, a complete church. They were fighting. Sisters are not covering their hair. Ah, some people are not getting married in this church, oh, pastor. That's why Paul had to write First Corinthians 7 to the unmarried. I speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> we were fighting about food offered to idols. Should we eat food that is not uh -uh? Should we eat food that are offered to idols? Food that are, you know, in our today's world, should we eat salam meat? Should we not eat salam meat? All the infantry, when Muslims are eating their food, or uh, Buddhists, where they, are, where they cook their food for their food, should we eat it? Should we not eat it? That's the problem. Way. That's what is causing problem in the church. <laughs> they will see sisters covering here. They say, why is he not covering their ear? Paul had to write to them concerning the covering of ear. Even gift of the spirit, you will see somebody, as I'm preaching now, Joy will just stand up. Rabbo sheep brothers of Ragada. Ah, ah, I see and I say. Paul had to tell them. <laughs> concerning the gifts of the spirit, I will not have you ignorant. <laughs> it's not saying they don't know how to flow in it. Paul just had to put them into order. Say, no, guys. Ah. When ye come together, every one of you. Let there be, let there be all darling. It's in that same chapter. I say, God is not an author of confusion. Say, but of peace. <laughs> oh God. Are you getting what in a church? Look at the whole problem. All this. Even if, so imagine. And the and the funny thing is they were born again. Assuming they were not born again, it would have been a problem. But what was the problem? Look at look at in let's look at something in in um, 2 Corinthians 2. 2 Corinthians 2, verse 12. 2 Corinthians 2, verse 12. It says, Now ye have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit which is of God. It now says, That ye might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So he gave them a background. He told them, Say, Ah, you guys have received the spirit of God. You should not be, it's not the spirit of this world you receive now. You shouldn't be going in this direction. That's why look at in 1 Corinthians 3.16. 1 Corinthians 3.16. It says, Know ye not that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwell in you. Did you see what he's telling them? He said, don't you know? You know, don't you know to the believer is like, ah, you should have known this. You are, a, you are a man in Christ. So that shows that a believer today can be a believer and he's very oblivious about everything he has in Christ. Just like I taught you people now in Summer Healing Campaign, as touching how to use the power of God, how to demonstrate the power of God, how degrees and dimensions of the power of God. Do you know that? Do you, do you know, let me tell you something. Let, let me tell you something. Do you know that, that thing I taught you, eh, you could have actually have done it since the day you got born again if you were taught. <laughs> That's the truth. Let me tell you something. Let me, let me tell you something about when I started flowing with things of the spirit. When I started giving word of knowledge and word of wisdom and all of the calling cases out, saying, okay, there's somebody here, this and that. 
what, what sparked into my head was, ah, I can actually have done this since I was born again. And I felt like I, I cheated myself. I hate that thing in this life. <laughs> I hate that I'm cheated. Ah, I just went, wow. So I just kept praying. And I went to church the next day and I, I just started calling cases out. I just felt, ah, I could actually have done this since I was born again. I remember tongues and interpretation too. Nobody taught me. I watched it on TV and I did it. I just saw that, ah, this thing is it. Because he says, know ye not. Didn't you know? And that's the function of renewing your mind. A believer needs to learn to constantly renew his mind. Constantly. That's why you see in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 7, it says, but he that is joined to the Lord, 1 Corinthians 6 17, it says, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. So that is your spirit. Now, look at me. Look at me, guys. Your spirit and God's spirit is one. It's already one like this. There is no Ayomide spirit and God's spirit. Mm -mm. It's already one. That thing called Ayomide spirit now is God's spirit. So that's why I can hear God clearly. You know why? Because that same spirit of God is already here. When I teach you leading of the spirit in one witness, why can you pick perceptions of God clearly? Because that spirit, that thing you call your spirit, is not just only your spirit now. It is also God's spirit with you. So that's why a believer can be led. He can pick things. The spirit of God can speak to him. Because he is, he is one spirit with him. So there is no, I have my spirit. This is the Holy Spirit. Uh -uh. That thing called spirit within you. So man has a body, a spirit and a soul, right? That spirit there. It's already God-owned. God is already living inside that one. Am I making sense to somebody? You need to know all of these facts to help you. So, this, so he, kept, he, constantly he constantly kept telling them who they were. So that's why, also in 1 Corinthians 1, 2, he called them, he says, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified, called to be saints. Look at the, the appellations he gave them. The kinds of words he gave. He says they are saints. You know, in our head now, we used to think that saints are people that died. No, a believer is called a saint now. So he called, he, he's just re-emphasizing these things for them. So that they will understand. Look at it in 1 Corinthians 6, 11. 1 Corinthians 6, 11. It says, but such were some of you, but ye are washed. Hallelujah. Are you seeing your reality now? 1 Corinthians 6, 11. It says, you, but you are washed. You are sanctified. So are you trying to be sanctified? Uh, are you trying to be justified? Are you seeing those people that teach you stages of justification? They're just trying to waste your time. It says, you are already washed. You are sanctified. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Hallelujah. That's who the believer is. There is sanctification in the Spirit. So, but he now did something. Paul now did something in this chapter. He now classified man into two. He classified man into the natural man and the spiritual man. Look at 1 Corinthians 2.14. 1 Corinthians 2.14. I've taught you a lot on the book of Corinth. So I, I'm, I'm not trying to... I think I've done over the years, done a whole lot of explanation. I think we've, we've done... I think even in Bible, we did that. Even in... Um, um, 
when we study Holy Communion, we, we, we did a rundown of the book of Corinth. So you can listen to those things. I, I will also teach you um, issues in Corinth, what, what went wrong. So we'll look at it as a message properly. What really went wrong with this? We'll pick it chapter by chapter and we'll see it. Look at in, look at in this 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. It says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of... It says he receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. So who is that guy who cannot receive the things of the God? The natural man. He says, For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually designed. Look at what he now says in verse 15. But the he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. So, he made us to understand that there is something called the natural man and the spiritual man. So, and who is the spiritual man? The spiritual man is the one who has the spirit of God. Why the natural man does not have the spirit? The natural man does not have the spirit. So, either status is a function of a response to the message of the gospel, both positively and negatively. So, the natural man, the one who did not receive the gospel, the spiritual man, the one who received the gospel. Are you getting it? It's all a function of the response to the gospel. So, that's why Paul was now telling them in 1 Corinthians 3, I could not speak unto you as unto. He says, I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. Are you seeing it? Though, are you seeing that they were actually not born again? But he could not communicate to them in the way he should. He now says, but as unto canal. So, it's like, I can't talk to you as a Christian. I have to go back to talk. I'm now talking to you like you are unbelievers. Are, are you, how many of you are following me? So, are you seeing what he was doing? He first did a distinction in chapter 2 about the natural man and the spiritual man. And who is that natural man? The guy who has not received the gospel, Right? Who did not receive the gospel? Who is the spiritual man? Who has received the things of the spirit and, the, and who has received the gospel? He now told us now in chapter 3 and now said, But brethren, I could not have I can't talk to you now as a man who is born again, as a spiritual man. I'm not talking to you as carnal because of your attitude. Are you seeing it? Are you, are you getting it? So he says, I, I could not speak to you. He says, as even unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. So it was. It is quite. That's quite. That's quite something. It's the. I, see, let me tell you. I've been pastoring for some years. And I can tell you, it's quite difficult. When, as a pastor, you can't. There's a level you want your church members to get to, and you can't talk to them on that level. Ah. So I told myself, I will teach. Ah, I will teach. I told myself, I will explain things. I will hide things from from my church members. I, I observe those things. I remember there will be times I will be teaching, maybe in, in some churches that I, I, I was in, and I would just explain something, and I would just know they did not understand because there is no foundation. Ah! I will just be thinking in my mind, wow, what a congregation. That's why it seemed like there is nothing I won't explain. Even as little as praise and worship is, we have a series on it. <laughs> what does praise mean? What does worship mean? What does clapping and dancing mean? We have a series on it. Why do people fall down under the power of God? We have done this series. There is nothing you are looking for. We have a lot of why question. Why this? Why that? You know why? Because understanding is key. 
and it will help your mind to grasp God's word. So, he says he could not speak unto them. He says, and I, brethren, who is the brethren? Brethren simply means, when he used that word brethren, what does brethren mean? It implies offspring from the same womb, adophoi in the Greek. It means we came from the same womb. It's like brothers and sisters. Like, and when I mean brothers and sisters now, I'm talking about blood-related. That is, we came from the same blood, from the same womb. So he says, and I, brethren. So when you use that word brethren, he's talking about, wow, brothers and sisters, adophoi, someone, me and you from the same womb. I could not talk to you. So their conduct did not reflect who they were. They had bad conduct. They were believers who but smelly attitudes. Some believers don't have good attitude. You see, even in the business world, a lot of people used to say, don't do business with Christians, so they will cheat. <laughs> they, say, they will cheat you. You know, that's a bad attitude. You should be a believer and everything about you should reflect your character. Are you getting what I'm saying? Nobody, not that somebody will say that you don't even have to preach. That somebody will just say, ah, you are just behaving. You behave like a Christian. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the believers, in, so he never called the believers carnal, but he says, because that would be contradictory to the spiritual act with. So, but when he mentioned carnal, it was a figure of speech. That's why, well, that's why he says, as unto. When you see as unto in, in literature, it's a figure of speech. Especially when you see the, the use of as and like. Those are figures of speech intended in those words. So he now says, you see figures of speech intended in those words. So when he says, as unto, he was talking about a descriptive state. But the believer is born of the spirit. That's why you see in John 3 verse 6, they say that he's born of the flesh is flesh. He that is born of the spirit is spirit. But what happened is that their, their, their conduct did not show the fact that they were believers. And let me tell you, you will see a lot of church-going Christians, a lot of church-going believers who go to church. See, in fact, I was on Instagram one day and there was this lady, I saw this lady and you could literally see that this person is not morally upright. Let me use the word morally upright. And interestingly, on one Sunday, I just saw that this person actually go to church and the person was actually crying in the church. So, you know how services, how church services do recap of Sunday service, they now put it on their church page. So, the girl now reposted it on a story. Ah, and now in my head, I used to think this one does not go to church or this one is not even a Christian at all. Because the way the person used to behave, like the kind of post the person posts, person posts stuff like she's an atheist, posts stuff like she's, you will see she has even, she got a lot of piercings on her body. And I wondered, so I thought, in fact, I even thought maybe she doesn't even have parents. And this person is very young. I, I mean, when I mean young, I'm talking about the person can be up to 20 years. So this, this person is quite a very young person. Very young person. I mean, 20, 21 years. That's a very young person. So I just saw that the person actually go to church. So the person posted it two times. Ah, And I wonder, what are they teaching in the church that is making the person act this way? You should have a sense of decency on social media. Ah, you, you should have a, I mean, 
these things are not that your father and your mother and your family members are not on your page doesn't mean you should not be on count. You should be you should not be on count. You should have a sense of decency. And that's because a lot of believers they go to church, but the word is not entering them. Well, they are not even teaching them the word. There is nothing to renew their mind on. There is nothing. There's nothing. Somebody asked me a question, a friend of mine in Canada. We were just talking, and the person asked me, what's your plan for the Gen Z community? I said, I don't really have a plan. I said, my plan is to keep teaching the word, because that's what can change their lives. I said, yes, we can do things in the natural to, okay, maybe get their attention. But I said, that the attention will be fickle if I use that to get their attention. I said, the only attention I can get them is the word, because God's word can transform anybody's life. So we kept going back and forth, and I told the person, I said, see, I understand what your church is doing, you know. I do. I said, but me, I can't go in that direction. I don't, number one, the kind of money we used to do all of those things, we'd rather use it to do a crusade. Ah, yes. We'll, I said, that kind of money, we used to do concert to get them to, their mind to walk and do worship so that they would cry. I said, that concert, I will use it to do crusade. Heal the sick. Get, get a lot of more people saved. I said, because what you are teaching them, that's why you see a lot of people, do you know that? Those people that fight the most on social media are Christians. <laughs> yes. Yes. They go to church. They will insult you. You know what they call throw? They will throw you. Do all of those. And you'll be wondering. And you go to church. What are they feeding you? That shows you are eating the wrong diet. Are you seeing what was happening here? It shows you are eating the wrong diet. It shows the word is not permeating through somewhere. I, I, was, I, was, I was somewhere. <laughs> I, I was somewhere. We went for outreach one time. And this sister says she goes to church. And I say, ah, you go to church. You know, it's, it's okay, let me, let me explain the, let me be more direct with you, I explain the out. It was this Ukop thing, you know, Ukop now in our world, there's this thing that everybody do now, Ukop in our world is this sexual, um, people that, they, they are not prostitutes, <laughs> but, I don't know. They are just the touche version of <laughs> the touche version of prostitution. So we went on outreach one time. It was, I think this was last year or two years. So we, we wanted to get some of them. So we now asked one. What church do you get? Person mentioned the church. And you we now asked, you went to church this Sunday. We 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 paid the person quite a month, some money. So at least the person would list it. That's how to get the attention. When you want to do outreach to those kind of people you you have to give them the kind of money that they don't expect so they will because if you imagine you want to give them ten thousand i'm talking in naira now ten thousand naira that's how much in dollars now uh, <laughs> no no so we have to pay this person about i i think we have to pay her about now this is a very discreet subject this is the first time i'm sharing this story we had to pay this person about 50, 60,000 naira. 
That's quite some money. So we got the person's attention. I, I think we saw the person on the streets. I would ah, come. Ah, what's, why are you? It was not like, why are you doing this? So with that, the first question I asked was, do you go to church? The person said, yes. Did you go this Sunday? I mean, and that day, with Chesley was Sunday. It was a Sunday night. They said, I went to church today. Ah, this was my thought. You went to church today, and you have the audacity to come and stand outside tonight for sex. Ah, and I thought in my head, so what did you hear in church today? Or what have you been hearing in service? It shows that the diet is not fair. They are not eating this thing. God's word can transform lives. See, I tell you the truth as a pastor. I've, I've only said it in this church. I can't bless you outside my message. This is, this is it. Just, what, what, there's somebody I was talking to today, this afternoon. I just said, go and listen to this. It will help you. This is, just go and listen. Some people want a mystical prayer. This, it, prayer is good. There's a place for it. You know, we pray here. But you see, the world will change you. You've got to feed on the word and be aggressive about it. It will correct your mindset. It will correct your impressions. It will change your perspectives. So Paul mentioned today, he said, I could not talk to you as unto spiritual, but as unto Kana. He said, I should not talk to you as unto spiritual, but as unto Kana, even as unto baby in Christ. You see some instances in 1 Corinthians 2.12, 1 Corinthians 3.16, 1 Corinthians 5.6, 1 Corinthians 6.2-3, 1 Corinthians 6.9, 1 Corinthians 6.15-19, 1 Corinthians 9.13, 1 Corinthians 9.24, 1 Corinthians 11.3. He kept telling them, don't you know, don't you know, know ye not, know ye not, know ye not. So he repeated that several times. In the scriptures. And I explained to us that even in 1 Corinthians 5, he, he corrected the brother as a way of discipline and all of those things. And what does repentance mean? Repentance is from the Greek word methanonio. What does this mean? I said, repentance is to a believer. What does repentance to a believer mean? When we say the believer is repenting, the believer is repenting means he's changing his mindset. From walking in the flesh to walking in the spirit, adjusting his mindset. So he will start acting on the word. So that brother in 1 Corinthians 5, where it says, deliver him to Satan, all of those things, he eventually got straightened up. If you read in 2 Corinthians 2 3, Paul mentioned the brother. 2 Corinthians 2 3 to 11, Paul mentioned the brother again. The guy got better. So as I begin to close, what does renewing the mind mean? We are just getting to the bulk of our study. Now, what does renewing the mind mean? And we've seen the narrative from the Israelites who went back to Egypt in their minds, right? We've seen it, right? We said they practiced idolatry even after they left Egypt. So that shows a believer can still do things he did. So that should, look, let's do it this way. So can a believer still steal even after he get born again? Uh, yeah. Can he still lie? Uh, can he, oh, so... He still did those things. So it's evident that when a believer does not renew his mind, he will fulfill 
the lust of the flesh. Now let's look at First Corinthians Romans twelve one as we close. Romans twelve one. Is this blessing you? Romans twelve one. Since I, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of the Lord, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, only acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He now says, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that word conformed there is from the Greek word shusimatizo and it, it implies to act like. To act what you are not. It refers to be fashioned like another. Play for me, I close. So, and what does, um, what does mind mean? Mind means reasoning, mindset, intellect, understanding. So, when he says, do not conform to this word, it simply means the believer should not be fashioned or conduct himself in the systems of this world. But he will renew his mind. And what do you say mind means? From the Greek word nous, N-O-U-S. It means he will renew his intellect. He will renew his understanding, his reasoning, his mode of thinking. So when he says, do not conform into, he says, and be not conformed to this word, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. That word renewing there is from the Greek word anachanoesis. It means you will re-educate to remode. It's like a reschooling. So that shows a believer can sit down today now and say, this mindset I have towards this perception, I want to deal with it. I can correct it. How? He will reschool his mind. So let's say we have a believer who is given to anger, given to the works of the flesh. He's just easily angry. What will he do? He will pick that anger as a whole, right? And reschool his mind about it on God's word. And we see a change. Let me tell you, there is no habit, bad habit, that cannot be changed from God's word. There is no bad habit that cannot be transformed from God's word. You just have to renew your mind. The word of God works. Hallelujah. The word of God works. The word of God works. The word of God works. I tell people, I say, if you give yourself enough discipline towards word, enough time to study, God's word will change your perceptions. Do you know what I was sharing with you on this being foolish earlier before we started this? Do you know that? It is actually from God's word I learned how not to be foolish. Just by studying the word and looking more into the word. 
discover that man, you've got to be sensible. So the word of God can change and correct your perspectives. It can remold your mind. Renewing the word anachinosis, re-educate, remold. So that means, can you remove your mind from that sin consciousness to a righteousness consciousness? Huh? So that means, I can remove myself and say, I act, I behave like the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I behave like a Christian. I'm not someone who Paul says he could not speak unto. Right? Because I'm born again. This bless you. This bless you. Just where you are, let's lift your hands and just bless the name of the Lord. Thank Him tonight. Bless Him. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. Pray for yourself tonight and just, you know, pray in the Holy Ghost for yourself. Pray in the Holy Ghost for yourself tonight. Renew your mind, you can re-educate your mind. The word of God is working in your life strong. Thank you, Lord.